previously on the Nerd Spice podcast. <laughs> like, so, so the Birds of Prey was comprised of Black Canary, Huntress, and Oracle. But apparently yeah. in this movie, we're going to be getting Black Canary, Huntress, Cassandra Kane, and Renee Montoya. Ooh. I don't know who Renee Renee is. Montoya works at Gotham PD. She's a okay, police so I want to say police officer. She's, she works for them. She's also been the question for a certain period. And she's dated Batwoman before. Oh, <laughs> so I'm with it. I know everybody but doing her, but this. We could, we could, so. we could, we could get, <laughs> we could I get need. an introduction to Batwoman at some point. <laughs> I need gay shit. <laughs> Welcome to the Nerd Spice Podcast, your one-stop shop where we take the hot, nerdy news and break it down, spice it up, and add a dash of commentary for your dining pleasure. As always, the servers of your five-course meal are here today. I'm Saya. You can find me on Twitter at SayaJ underscore Andre. I'm also here with... Maul. You can find me on Twitter at AwkwardKing, A-K-W-U-R-D-King, or any other various social medias that I have linked to that. And I'm also here with... Hi everyone, my name is Oscarp. You can find me at OPIMI1 on Twitter. Alright, and today's episode is going to be really DC heavy. There's not too much Marvel news to really go over, just because they haven't really been releasing things, or some things we don't know about as of now, but we have a pretty good slate of news to go over. But before we get into that, uh, how was everyone's day? It's been alright, it's been pretty good. You know, just got off work and... I'm excited to be home. Whew. I just finished Orange uh, is a New Black you did. mini review. Uh, I'm not going to say you can skip it, but you don't need to be watching it right now. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> Take your time. Just the season hey, or the entire yeah. show? The season. I, so it's, it's, I, I can't even recommend the show to people anymore because of how downslope it goes. It's from, a the, watch. from the first season. Remember how everybody was excited for this fucking show? And then yeah. around season three, it, it was just, oh, that's coming back on? Oh, cool. <laughs> I might get to it. Everybody that I've talked to hasn't passed season three yet, with ex- with a few exceptions. So not only does that speak about your show, but I don't know. It used to be so in depth. Like the uh, the one thing that I really liked. This is a short review. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna go on a tangent. <laughs> but <laughs> the main thing that I liked about Orange Is the New Black was its side stories, the stories of the prison inmates and how they got in there, or how it develops into how they are in prison. Right? Mm-hmm. They dialed back on that every single season as it's gone forward. Like, this season only had about mm, mild spoiler, mm, only had about five backstories out of the 20,000 inmates. You know, it's just you know, I just wish people would stay on their same formula if you're going to be going on for eight, eight fucking seasons. Like, yeah. at least stay on your same formula that made your shit pop off because now your viewers are getting less I think. I can't. I'm not going to say that because I can't pull up statistics right now. But your, vi- your viewers, to me, are becoming less as the seasons go on. So that's my little, little more. I haven't watched the show for a while now. I haven't really had the urge to go back and watch it. So. Eh? Eh? No, I mean, yeah. There you go, folks. Real I just life. feel like, I feel like yeah. once I let a show go and it gets like more than three seasons ahead, like I'm not going to watch it. Like I'm going to just let it go. Eh? 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 <laughs> Real life yeah. human being, like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think if you're looking for 
a prison show fix, like a female prison show fix that you could watch. There's this Australian show named Wentworth. It's about a female prison, and it's pretty much just as good, if not better. It's more drama-focused than comedy-focused. Yeah, I brought it up before, and y'all didn't watch it, but now I'm bringing it up again. I watched, like, to episode five, so, and I might go back. I'm not no problem. Yeah, but it is, it is more drama-heavy than some of the comedy that's on Orange is the New Black if you're looking for a show to replace that. Just a little plug. Yeah, but enough about shows, at least enough about Orange is the New Black. Another show that I really want to talk about, because it's coming out pretty soon, I think it's dropping sometime in September, is actually American Horror Story Season 8, which has the subtitle Apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) That's not opening, by the way. (laughs) The intro. (laughs) (laughs) You saw that, uh, that gif on Twitter? Where they're like dancing while the theme song was on. The video, yeah, everybody's dancing. <laughs> I, I think we're getting it. I'm telling you, the only reason why I'm really coming back to the show is only because this season is a crossover between Murder House and Coven. Which and they know they're like one of the best audience seasons when they do of the show. Like the two best seasons. Exactly, and I feel like for a lot of people, a lot of people kind of look at the first three seasons of American Horror Story as the best. And then the other seasons that mm-hmm. follow, like, some of them are good. Others are, like, eh, passable. But... I still haven't watched them. Like, I've only, yeah. watched, uh, I've only watched Murder House Coven fully. And then I got halfway through Murder House, and I haven't watched anything since then. Well, you haven't seen Asylum? I definitely recommend Asylum. Asylum Wait, was what did really I say? Good. What did I say I halfway one? Murder you House. Said, Murder House. No, no, I finished Murder House, finished Coven. Okay. Yeah, Season two, the one when they're uh with the with the nuns and shit. The yeah, asylum. asylum. Yeah, the asylum. Yeah, that must be the one. Asylum, yeah, I only got halfway through that. Asylum is really good. It was just it was different. Like it was set in the sixties, and so you have the conversations of mental illness and also LGBT relationships and how people of the time dealt with it. And so you have that, but then you also have elements of sci-fi and religious undertones and things like that. It was just a really good season. Like, I enjoyed it. And Zachary Quinto was also on the show. He plays uh, Spock in the Star Trek movies. That was a really good season. But yeah, a lot of people really consider Murder House, Asylum, and Coven to be like the, the the best, the cream of the crop of the show. But the reason why I wanted to touch on it, not just because it's a crossover, also because apparently Jessica Lange is returning for season eight. And if you don't know who Jessica Lange is, you probably haven't watched the show or (laughs) (laughs) you either haven't watched... Are they just like me, don't know actors' names? Jessica Lange was the the lead... um, What do they call her? The Supreme in... uh, Yeah, she was the Supreme. Yes. She was... Even if you don't know her name, like after you watch a season with her in it, you're going to know her name. Like <laughs> she was in the first four seasons of American Horror Story. She was also in Freak Show. That was season four. Yeah. So she was in the yeah. first four seasons. Um, and she was pretty much like a household name. Like everybody loved her. And so when it was announced that she was leaving and Lady Gaga was coming in for season five, which was Hotel. Like, I'm sure a lot of people kind of felt iffy on it just because Jessica Lange was, like, so powerful in the show, but also, like, a staple, you know? Like, it seemed hard to, like... You said what? Sarah Paulson. 
Sarah Paulson. She, she I mean, has Sarah, had yeah. three seasons. She had two grabs on that show. Sarah Paulson was one. Jessica Lang was the other. <laughs> they still got one hand left. <laughs> I mean, Sarah Paulson is great. Like, I love Sarah. She was great in Ocean's Eight, which is another movie plug. It was a nice, it was a nice, simple little movie. Yeah, um, I thought she was there. She's great in like a lot of stuff. I can't wait to see her in Glass next year. Like, I think her character is going to be pretty cool. But yeah, mm-hmm. Jessica Lange is coming back for season eight. I don't know which character she's playing as far as if she's playing her character from Murder House or if she is playing her character from Coven. Like, I don't know which one they're going to do, but whichever way they go, like, yeah. both those characters are really unique uh, and oh, three-dimensional I and think, stuff. I think they can do, they, they're either going to do Murder House, because I feel like this is going to be more related toward, like, the baby and... I haven't seen Murder House in years, and like the baby, yeah. the, the whole the whole point of Murder House was to get that baby, and she was a very big plot point in, yeah. in, in getting that baby. Uh, but I have no idea. But they could also just have her play both characters, like they've done it before with um, Sarah Paulson. She played, you know, the the Siamese twins. Um, but yeah, I could totally see them either pl- having her play both characters at once, or just playing the murder house character because that was a pretty big plot point i'm not sure if the supreme is going to be coming back i actually don't really remember much of coven yeah it's been so long it's it's been yeah. a, it's been a while like since coven and murder house were at the top of everybody's radar i definitely think it's worth a rewatch if you want to do it or you know just find a nice little recap video on youtube those are very popular uh but also aside from jessica lang returning which is really cool Ryan Murphy on Twitter also confirmed that Taija Formiga, Gabrielle Sidibe, Lily Rabe, Francis Conroy, Stevie Nicks, and Sarah Paulson are, of course, returning for this season. Now, if you don't know their names, I mean, that's fine. Like, it's a lot of names to, like, go through and remember. But they all have been in American Horror Story in some capacity. Some people have been in for more than one season, like Sarah Paulson. Other people you've probably only seen for like maybe one or two seasons. I think it's going to be really interesting as far as just seeing them all come back. I was actually really surprised to see Gabourey Sidibe come back because she reacted to the teaser trailer for Apocalypse and it almost sounded like she wasn't going to be a part of it. But to see that she is going to come back, like I think it's going to be really interesting to see her come back and see how she interacts with this new element that they're introducing. Who's Gabourey? Push, a novel by Sapphire. Yeah, she was also in Empire. In Coven, she was the voodoo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh. yeah, the voodoo doll. I know her name. Yeah, and so they're coming back for American Horror Story. I really don't know what to expect out of this season that's coming up. Just because I've been out of the loop for so long, but also it's a crossover. Yeah, you can't guess so like, what's going to happen because they both yeah. ended like, pretty drastically, if I remember correctly. Nothing that will allow us to think of a way they could blend them together but who knows yeah I mean, maybe ghosts maybe ghosts of heaven will no. be in the murder house like like the murder house the whole thing was was like preparing for the coming of this demon baby and like it seemed from the teaser trailer that the demon baby is going to be playing a huge role and maybe the witches are going to either try to aid the demon baby in bringing in the apocalypse or stop it from bringing the apocalypse but um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting season, and I'm definitely looking forward to watching it and 
jumping back in the show after I kind of fell off exactly the past few seasons. But yeah, it's exciting. Aside from American Horror Story news, we do have a little bit of Marvel news, like I said in the beginning. So one of the things that is kind of recent, but not really too recent, is the apparent discovery that Marvel is the one responsible for axing the Deadpool cartoon that was supposed to be coming out for FX. And so the FX CEO, John Landgraft, had revealed that pretty much Marvel was the reason why the Deadpool cartoon was not coming to FX in the first place. Like, we all remember when the Deadpool cartoon got canceled, Donald Glover, who was the showrunner for Deadpool along with his brother Steven, was pretty much in charge of seeing it from birth to release. And once it was canceled, he went on Twitter and posted like a 15-page spec script there wasn't really a script for the episode. It was kind of like a fourth wall type situation. It's like, oh, we're not having the show anymore. Let me just write something really quick to kind of break it down for you. And so the show's not happening anymore. And apparently it's because of Marvel. And when the CEO was asked if the show would come back in any form, he pretty much broke down and said, you know, it's in the hands of Marvel. And now they're the ones that have the decision to make in terms of if they want the show to come to fruition or not. Uh, I don't really have any thoughts on this okay. too much. Um, is Just knowing what character they were trying to do Deadpool, that might not have... I mean, to get the full essence of Deadpool on FX? Yeah. That wouldn't have... Nah. I mean, it could have been a numerous amount of things with the reason for their decision-making, but Deadpool is a very raunchy character, and to play him on a family TV show, or a family uh, broadcast network, uh, that wouldn't have flew too well with me, because even when they said FX, I was like, it's Deadpool. <laughs> to get the full Deadpool effect, you know, you want to want him half-assed, because that would just make people mad. Well, FX so, is not... It's not, like, it's not super family, family friendly, friendly, but, like... Because... It's not it has, well, it has, FX like, it was was known for shows like Always Sunny in Philadelphia that would push well, that, yeah, that boundary. Mean, but then they got pushed to FXX, which was definitely not family friendly. Like they got FXX? they had to make a whole other yeah, there's a whole other FX channel, which is FXX. And my cable box is dusty. <laughs> yeah. I can I can definitely see where they're like coming from. Like it's one thing to make a show like Daredevil, which is definitely for like a an older audience, but it's not pushing the envelope in terms of inappropriateness or raunchiness. It's just extreme violence. But Deadpool, he really hits on a lot of points that maybe Marvel and Disney in general as a whole don't want to address or they don't want to become overly saturated in so i i can see why they might have canceled that why they might have wanted to take control back on um on that before it got too popular yeah i don't really have too much else to say on it i mean i think fx would have been a fine home because it did have shows like it's always sunny in philadelphia also american horror story and legion so it kind of hits that demographic that probably would have appreciated the deadpool cartoon but if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. Like, there are other shows and other cartoons that are coming out that 
I'm sure will please everybody. And again, I wasn't. I don't. I don't know if anybody was really asking for it. Not to. Not to say that as an excuse for everything, but like yeah. it just seems like the entertainment industry likes to shove things down our throat that we're not really asking for. Well, like, we literally <laughs> say in forums and and in anything what we would like to see. You know, in terms of, I can't think of any examples right now. But if I do, <laughs> I will interrupt the fuck out of you. But <laughs> I don't remember anything. So it's just like, like um. I don't know. It's just like who asked for this? <laughs> Did anybody ask for this? Because we have we have gotten two movies and maybe a third. I wouldn't, yeah. you know, shun away a third. But he's really good in the movie verse, a rated bar movie verse where he belongs. Nobody asked him for your TV. Nobody asked for your Funko Pops. Nobody asked. For <laughs> I mean, nobody asked for you to come to the community theater. I mean, it's just like there's you guys, there's, there's no way to put it. To make money, please. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Like, we live in a society where saturation is pretty much the key to, like, success. Saturate us with what we asked for. You I mean, it's not... It's not, but Donald Glover was behind it. I mean, maybe Donald approached FX and was like, hey, I want to make this show. You know, maybe it's not like FX is like, hey, we need to, like, cash in on, like, the Deadpool stuff. Maybe Donald just came to them and he was like, well, I have an idea for the show. You know, let's see where it goes from there. <laughs> I just I feel I like mean, in some I mean, cases yeah, like I mean, a lot of things. things but yeah. I'm just saying, like me personally, I wasn't even excited for it when it was in house, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, people were like really excited when they released that like test footage of Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, and they're like, like remember when when the first movie was they were like look at what got canceled by fox because they said this movie would never be successful so they released that test footage and then audiences were like yeah we would love the hell out of this type of movie and then deadpool actually came out and that was like around the time everybody was like begging for more of this kind of new edgy like it never been done before <laughs> quoting True. lady gaga <laughs> in that interview <laughs> never been done before reference or not reference you know it was brand new and everybody wanted a piece of it and i guess now we just with deadpool 2 um we just kind of we got our fill yeah we got our fill we're, we're done with it I, I would say yeah so that's the deadpool news now for more of the marvel film side kind of two things one being minor and another one kind of eh like if it's a thing <laughs> like uh. <laughs> so so the first thing is apparently Samuel L. Jackson and Kobe Smulders who play Nick Fury and Maria Hill respectively in the Marvel Cinematic Universe are going to be in Spider-Man Far From Home which is the sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming so Spider-Man is alive I mean obviously because I mean, they're doing yeah, a movie they're, they're going to come back to life after Avengers yeah, well, 4 yeah. They get transported to another dimension. They don't necessarily die. It's devastating as people might think. They yeah. basically got teleported. Yeah, like there's <laughs> I, really. I don't there's... even. I don't even think it's that. I just think you know they might have gotten poofed and then they're gonna get unpoofed in Avengers Four. It's I just... feel like just all of these like announcements just really take away from the impact of Infinity War. Like Wait. even even during Infinity War, I was like. I don't even care about these characters dying because I know they're going to come back for the next movie. So it's like, why? Well, that's you because you, you know we've delved into Marvel's formula, but other suspect yeah. who they want all their money from may not 
predict something like that because, you know, they're just coming in for the popcorn and the visuals and stuff like that. Where is Spider-Man Far From Home planting on the timeline? Is it after? It's after Avengers 4. Yeah. So okay, like, never mind. I thought it was before. Yeah. So I was no. Like, that doesn't sound smart. Okay. No, it's, like, like it's there's, after. there's been a rumor that it's going to take place, like, after Avengers 4, and it's going to be, like, on a field trip in Europe. Like, Spider-Man and his, and his friends go on a field trip to Europe. But that might have been just a rumor created by Feige himself. To, he was just joking around and people ran with it. But also, Feige has stated that he wanted to explore how Spider-Man will react after Infinity War as he... And this is like... Uh, this is a quote. He said, as he enters his junior year. So meaning his junior year of high school. Um, so it's definitely taking place after the events of Infinity War. And it seems like he's most definitely going to come back to planet Earth. And Thanks, Feige, for spoiling... Yeah, this he said this. War. He said it like while they were production, while they were producing Infinity War. So I don't think he really thought that we would hold on to these quotes as religiously as we do, as nerds do. Yeah, I, mean, I have no issue with like, it. It's I just, just hate when they do that. If you had a universe, shut up about future projects until you're done with the other. Like, just just get a go to the general audience who doesn't really research this stuff. Their nerd friends are going to tell them. Oh yeah, Spider Man coming out. Oh yeah, but then he get pooped away. Oh yeah, he comes. He's coming back. You know, I just, I just, I guess I'm thinking too broadly because I like for like directors and all of them. I want them to make their universes feel like almost real. Like, I don't want uh, hush. Just keep all your projects shut down and keep us excited. Yeah, I just feel the excitement factor for movies, especially Marvel's movies, are gone. Like. Let a villain win sometimes. You'll never, like, touch back on it. Ooh. <laughs> something I mean, different. But I guess that's never good for the general audience. But still, as far as, like, him saying that Spider-Man, yeah, we're, ha- we're getting a movie after, you know, Avengers, you know, just lets us know that, oh, they're going to come back somehow. So whatever whatever it looks like, it's not going to be like that. So, I mean, it's just... I think it's fine. I just think because they announced it and we're still in the middle of the Avengers finale. Like, we, we got Infinity War, but we still have to get Avengers 4 to get the full story. Like, exactly. the fact that they even, you know, came out with a new story like this, it kind of yeah, does take point, away. You know, just kind of just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And but so, it's okay. It's, it's, they're going to, it doesn't matter. They're going to make money off of it anyway. That's probably why they're so nonchalant about it. But where's the excitement? I mean, I think there's still excitement in the sense that you're getting the movie but in terms of like everything inside the movie you know you get what you get and when's the last time you gasped in the movie oh shit we gasped at mi6 mm. before <laughs> before <laughs> when MI6, i didn't watch the trailer to a movie i will say <laughs> i will right. say the last time i really gasped in terms of like a marvel movie was in infinity war when black panther poofed but that's only because at the time, the directors and pretty much everybody on that team didn't know that he would become that popular. So they were like, oh, we'll just choose him to poof. But everybody <laughs> looked, everybody loved Black Panther. So when he went, like the entire audience like gasped. Or they did it just for the same reason as Spider-Man. They knew he was popular and would get a reaction out of people who decided but to. They didn't know. Of course, they couldn't make that decision while it was in production. But, you know. They didn't know <laughs> Black Panther would be popular, though. And, like, Black Panther came up three months before Infinity War. So you were really, like, gambling yeah 
at that point. And so they probably digitally edited. He probably wasn't proof before, but they did it. No, they didn't do that. I don't think they did that. Okay, yeah, we got to get you back in here to do some uh, last minute act. Please, let's modify. She went her to her Starbucks. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the Spider-Man news. Um, and the other news that I said was kind of meh is the fact that Dave Bautista, who plays Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, commented on James Dave Gunn. Barista. <laughs> Bad. Welcome to Nerd Spice, where we make food puns. Dave Barista can't make a cappuccino. Oh my god. He apparently he called working for Disney pretty nauseating because James Gunn got fired. And uh, you're nauseating. Pretty much pretty much in a rundown, he put out a tweet that said, I will do what I'm legally obligated to do, but Guardians without James Gunn is not what I signed up for. Guardians of the Galaxy without James Gunn just isn't Guardians of the Galaxy. It's also pretty nauseating to work for someone who'd empower a smear campaign by fascist cyber Nazis. That's just how I feel. Do you like money? But also, <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is, there was also another update where he said if they didn't use James Gunn's script, then he would try to get out of his contract to come back as Drax. What? Why is he going so hard? That's, that's like, my question. Like, everybody signed a petition. Everybody did, you know, their, you know, let's stop it, guys. Let's bring Gunn back. But he's like, he's like, his <laughs> like he's, He's trying, like, super hard to get this dude back on. It's just, I don't have too much else to say. We have a whole episode dedicated yeah, to we, James we, Gunn. We already talked so, about, like, the so, situation. And I just think, you so, know, him yeah. saying that it's a smear campaign. I, You know, they, they brought up tweets that Gunn wrote. And if it's nauseating to work for someone who fires someone for writing the things that Gunn wrote, then... Yeah, let it be nauseating. To me, it's more nauseating working with someone who would write those things and tweet those things. Maybe he's a changed person. I don't know. I All I will like say, Dave is see Dizzy telling Hiram back. You said what? I see Dizzy telling Hiram back. I mean, of course, that's like that's a huge executive decision. And if Bob Iger, yeah, is the one that said he's not coming back, he's not coming back. Like he is on vacation with his kids. <laughs> he made that decision on the iPad. And he think twice about it. Bob Iger stood at the target line, had Fox in his hand, and James Gunn was acting up. He said, you know what? I'm not taking you to the store anymore. And guess what? <laughs> nah, you remember when New York was like, you're out of it. You're- <laughs> that was him. He's like, you're done. You're out of it. Get out. They already replaced Terrence Howard in Iron Man. They they So we know that Disney's like willing uh, to replace people. I mean, but even then, exactly. like, everybody forgot about forgot him. About Don Cheadle came through, and everybody was like, "Wait a minute, that's what?" <laughs> I mean, they they also replaced Edward Norton as the Hulk. Yeah, so but even you know, even in those cases, like those weren't like, as extreme as okay, James Gunn. I get though. I mean, either way, and then technically, the thing is, he's still like. Drax got snapped in Infinity War, so this goes back to the argument that like the deaths in Infinity War don't really matter if he's already talking about filming Guardians of the Galaxy three. He's already dead, so Disney could just write him off as like, oh yeah, everybody made it back except for you know Drax. Now that would they just be brought in a replacement. That would be Disney, interesting. Which I be mad. That would be no. In, no. That would be interesting if he did leave, 
and he got out of his contract, did whatever he had to do. It'll be interesting if they did edit out Drax from the movie and just said, you know, some people just can't come back. Oh, God. I couldn't even finish it. Or just have a really dramatic scene. Drax is gone, and that's it. Forget about it. Mantis does her powers. She's like, everybody Mantis forget. strong in the comics, if I'm not mistaken. Like, strong or smart. One of those. Uh, know, he just wanted to say some dumb shit like he was like totally like bashing the shit out of her like even to the point like I love a good raunchy comedy don't get me wrong but they was going in on her and I'm just like yeah, I, okay <laughs> calm down that's they what I'm, on her ugly and all this that's other, what I'm, like, that's what I'm saying wrong. Oh, She's but really that's, that's how he says he cares about her and his planet or whatever. It was it's like, like saying that stuff with Doki and Judge. And it's that's like, why James Gunn to come back because he allowed Dave Bautista is not the best actor. I mean, he's a good actor. He was also in Blade Runner 2049. And even though his role was limited there, like he was good. But it's like, yeah. you're Drax. Everybody likes Drax for the comedic elements. But your your character was pretty trash in like the sequel. He called Gamora a whore in the first movie, and then he kept making all those jokes, like you guys are saying, about Mantis. And I mean, Mantis already had a lot of Asian stereotypes applied to her, so much so to the point that the comic creator didn't even care for the movie, because he felt like his character was trashed. That's what I'm saying. In the comics, she's a beast, but right here, she's being reduced by some by some big barista <laughs> in, in body paint. Like, out of here. To make a long story short, I can see if he wants to get out of that contract, uh, Disney can snip him out and replace him easily. I don't. That's why they don't care. They, we sit here arguing over these people for the James Gunn, and yeah. Disney's moved on already. They're making Disney labeled scissors because they, <laughs> they don't care. Dave, in the shape of Mickey Mouse ears. We Dave don't said, work with types of people. Dave said, y'all don't understand. James Gunn's writing was bold and brash. And Bob Iger said, it belongs in the trash. <laughs> it's because you fired it because his words were bold and brash. More like it belongs in the trash. So, Sorry. yeah, there's literally nothing else to say on that. If you want to hear more of our comments in terms of James Gunn being fired from Disney, his tweets, that whole fiasco, we have a whole episode dedicated to that. And we also have a backlog of other episodes that you should check out if you're new to the Nerd Spikes podcast. But, ad free, <laughs> ad free, yes. Unless Blue Apron comes in and spices us up, but <laughs> spices wink, us wink. up, yeah. adds some onion powder <laughs> to our pie. But yeah, we. I want to move on from that because I don't want to yeah. stick on yeah, that too long. Way too long. Yeah. So yeah. now we're getting into some DC stuff, and the first update is the announcement that Ruby Rose is going to be Batwoman for the CW. Mm-hmm. And we were and talking. The more important announcement is she's <laughs> going to be playing her as a lesbian, an open lesbian. Because yes. in the show, is not playing that shit. She is an advocate for lesbians, and she's going to make sure she gets adequate. Oh, what's the word I had it to? Screen Damn. time. Uh, Development screen. It's another word for showtime. Like she's going to make sure that screen she time display. No, not screen time. Like, she's going to make sure she is going to show that she's an advocate for lesbianism. Yeah. I'm going to just use that. Yeah. Because I couldn't. There was a, there's a word for it. Shut up. Representation. I'm going to say it. Huh? Representation. Yeah, that's a good one, but that wasn't the one. But yes. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> okay, she's going to be Batwoman for the CW. And so this article is coming from Variety, or the news is coming from Variety, and it says that the character will make her CW debut in the annual crossover event between four of the network's DC shows, which includes The Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. So you guys probably don't know, but when Supergirl got rolled over into like the CW, they pretty much started all of these major crossovers. And so they had the four-part crossovers. Before, it was just Arrow and The Flash. And so they had like a two-part crossover. And because the shows were premiering around the same time and they also fell on different nights of the week, it was really like a week-long like movie event. And so this upcoming crossover event is going to introduce Batwoman to the fold. And there was another bit of news for that. Potentially, they're working on a show for Batwoman. And if everything turns out, then it's going to get picked up for the 2019-2020 season. So sometime next year. I'm thinking maybe like fall of 2019. That's what I'm assuming. If not early January of like 2020. And so I think that's pretty cool. And so just a little... I love Ruby Rose. Like I love Brad. She's just a really (laughs) genuine person. And Batwoman? I think she'd kill it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm excited about it. You know, I'm happy we're getting more, we're giving light to more more and more superheroes, especially like we're going to go into Gotham, but it's not going to be about Batman. We're going to get maybe a new perspective through Batwoman and we're going to encounter her own demons and her, the, the people that she fights against. And we're going to be getting an out and open lesbian as a superhero in a major TV show as the lead character as Oscar says, we need more gay. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Roll the clip. Hey, like it's I mean, yeah, it's I think it's gonna be really good. But I just think adding that element to a show as monumental as Batwoman will definitely help give more representation, but also make it a little more authentic. At least I would hope they would make it authentic. Better. So I think so. I think it's gonna be really good. But here's a little blurb for you guys if you guys don't know about Batwoman. It says, armed with a passion for social justice and a flair for speaking her mind, she soars onto the streets of Gotham as Batwoman, an out lesbian and highly trained street fighter primed to snuff out the failing city's criminal resurgence. But don't call her a hero yet. In a city desperate for a savior, Kate must overcome her own demons before embracing the call to become Gotham's symbol of hope. So I think it's going to be a personal show. If there's any show I can compare it to. Jessica Jones, maybe? Yeah, I can see elements of Jessica Jones in the show. More bats. You said what? More bats. Yeah, Jessica Jones with more bats. And I think that's going to be a really good angle, especially for primetime television. I don't know how much they're going to delve into different themes. Like, maybe she could be doing... Different little Easter eggs of Batwoman. Like, like, I mean, not that there's a lot, but I, mean, I, think, yeah. I just think it's going to be good. I mean, I don't really have too much in-depthness of Batwoman, but Ruby Rose, Batwoman, for it. Let's do it. I think it's going to be really good. I'm excited about it, but also just as a little fun fact, Batwoman as a character was introduced to kind of dispel rumors of Batman's homosexuality in the early, you know, like, 60s or 70s or whatever yeah. but then she was reimagined as a lesbian which i think is pretty funny <laughs> and ironic but 
I love it. I'm excited. I'm here People for it. People thought Batman was gay. Of course. He hung around Robin all the time, you know, <laughs> like back in the 60s or whatever. Oh, look out. at that little telewhacker. <laughs> I don't know what they call it. Nah, that's wild. <laughs> Fun little tidbit. Thanks, facts, Oscar. I think it's, <laughs> it's going to be a great show. But that's pretty much the TV news in terms of DC. Now we're getting into some movie news. And one of the recent developments from this week, I believe, was the announcement that a Supergirl movie is apparently in the works. And it's being written by a guy named Oren Uziel, who wrote scripts for The Cloverfield Paradox and 22 Jump Street. Very different movies, might I add. Yeah, two very different movies. So yeah, definitely. there's not really much to go off of because we don't have yeah, any geez. details. Those are fucking different. How's he? <laughs> I don't know what direction he's gonna go. In. Well, Dude, over... you get a feel for what a for a director might go for based off their disc- uh, wow, discography, filmography. Um, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't really know what to expect. Honestly, just a light warming women empowerment. I think it's like a it's a marriage of the two because Cloverfield Paradox was more sci-fi but Mm. 22 Jump Street was that you know crime comedy aspect but it also it also had the college aspect because 21 Jump Street was high school and so 22 was like okay we're going to college and so it's going to be interesting seeing whatever they come up with I mean he may not be the writer for the entire project. He may just be coming in to do like a draft or something like that. But more who are uh, villains going to be? Someone on Twitter or the movie rather. Has, someone on Twitter. His name is Walt. I think that's his handle. His at is Uber Kryptonian. He came up with the theory that Kara comes to Earth, and Feora pretty much ends up being the villain for the movie. Who? Feora, the uh, oh, okay. yeah, the female Kryptonian from Man of Steel. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know in terms of a villain for the movie, but I don't know. I'm excited. I just there's not really much to go off of. It's just the fact that yeah. the movie is apparently in the works. Are we about to make it? I mean, I better be excited for it. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of just announced it out of the blue, and everybody's pretty excited for it. I wonder who they're going to cast as the main actress because I think. Like Melissa, who plays Supergirl yeah. on the CW show, she's she's a pretty good Supergirl. Like she keeps it fun and light and kind of funny, but she also knows how to get serious and how to. Voice of Hollywood, she's you know. doing TV. She's not good enough. For yeah, so I... I wonder, I wonder who they're gonna who they're gonna bring to. Everybody's gonna naturally compare the two because you know Supergirl and Supergirl. Um, See, should be interesting. I would love to have Melissa come be Supergirl in the DC movies, but that means the door will be open for other DC TV characters to come in the movie somehow, and I don't really want any of the Arrow type stuff touching Green Arrow. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm gonna keep keep that door shut. You don't like Green Batman? No. (laughs) I stopped watching that show after, like, season We would have two Supermans, two Flashes, two... It would be a lot. Uh, it would be a lot. Yeah, I don't think they're going to combine the TV and the movie universes unless uh, they use No, yeah. No, yeah, so but... they're not, they're not going to do it. And I mean, we're already used to it now because we have two Flashes. And yeah. 
everybody's chill about that. So two Supergirls is not going to be that big of a deal. But they would have two Superman because, like in Superman Supergirl, might... they had Tyler um, Ho- Hoechlin from Hecklin? yeah Tyler Hoechlin. From, yeah from Teen Wolf playing Superman. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't see a like a like a TV movie crossover happening, but it'll be fun nonetheless. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. So that's getting developed. I guess another small little tidbit could be that this could enlighten us in terms of Henry Cavill and his current standing with WB when it comes to reprising his role with Superman in any Man of Steel movie or another Justice League type situation. Yeah, he still has a movie on the contract. It was a rumor that he was going to be in Shazam as a cameo. But then there was another piece of news that came out that kind of hinted that he wasn't in it. So he could have one more movie on the contract. Shazam, give me another Man of Steel, please. (laughs) Yeah. Properly judge him from the first one. But (laughs) if you're thinking about it from a business standpoint, if he used the cameo in Shazam, that allows him to bargain for more money to renew his contract Mm. and so i could have seen him doing it but in terms of supergirl superman is very connected to her story he's pretty much like a mentor to her even though she's technically older than him yeah she she had these powers as long though well yeah because she's been normal as hell in that damn they left they left krypton around the same time they're cousins so it's Clark's father is Jor-El, and then Kara's father is Zor-El, and they're brothers. And so Kara was like, I want to say she was like maybe 15 years older than Clark. Yeah. But she got stuck yeah. in a Phantom Zone. And so, you know that with black holes and stuff, time slows down. So when she finally came out of the Phantom Zone and arrived on Earth, Clark was already Superman. And he was like, I want to say like early 30s. But anyway... We have that, and so Superman could be a mentor to her, which means we could get more Henry in movies, potentially. And I think another cool thing about this news is the fact that it would be another female-led superhero movie for DC. We have Wonder Woman, and then we're getting Wonder Woman 84. We have Birds of Prey filming early next year, and then we would have Supergirl in development. And we also have Batgirl in development coming out at some point. We don't know when. No, we need was an Ivy. See, we could get that if we got, like, Gotham City Sirens or something, but I don't know yet. I mean, everything's still in development. DC's kind of in this phase where they're just developing stuff. They're not really building a slate like Marvel would do. They're just like, They're taking well, their time, making something yeah. good. Yeah. They're Marvel's just like, shitting out ponies and, <laughs> ponies <laughs> and confetti. <laughs> and we sit here eating it up like it's nothing. DC, like, we're going to make y'all something. Gordon Chef Ramsay quality. Jesus. Hopefully, it's as good as it is. I mean, there's always hope. And once we see more of it, we'll definitely be able to give a better opinion on it. But they have a release date for the DC Universe streaming? No, it's just, well, it's this month. It's sometime this month. Probably later this month. It's a pre order, (laughs) Are we going to review Titans? Yes. Okay. Why wouldn't we? I mean, I'm just saying, are we doing like. that's getting the reviewed the hell out of. I want to see this. Do you want to do oh. episode by episode or just full season? We could do like a. a or mid season. We could do initial thought on the first episode. Don't come back to the middle and then finish off at the last. That's good. We don't have to do every episode because we don't know how many episodes going to happen. 
But aside from Supergirl news, apparently The Flash is also going to start production in February of next year. And they're looking at a possible 2020 release. And so with The Flash, of course, we'll get Ezra Miller returning as Barry Allen. We'll also get Kiersey Clemens appearing as Iris West and Billy Crudup returning as Henry Allen, who we saw in Justice League. And so that's Ready that. for it. That'll be good. I like Ezra. Yeah. He's going to do a good job. It's being directed by the guys who did Game Night, which is a really good movie. Huh? Yeah. Well, if you see Game Night, then you're going to understand. Like, <laughs> Game Night was a really good movie. I would suggest watching it at some point. I was supposed to. I keep thinking like, of uh, Game Night as the one with uh, Scarlet Joe transform a lot and uh, the others. That's a rough night. Scarlet Johansson and friends. That's a rough night. So many nights. But, uh, the Flash is being projected to start production in February. So. Why are you even telling me it's 2018? Well, That's what some Donald people Trump just like. Oh my God! 2020! Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's voting for Flash? Because I know I am. I can't. I, I, oh, God, I can't. I don't even want to think about that right now. Yeah. Are we going to get political in this bitch? No, we're not. We're saving Let's not. Add some red, white, and blue to this pie, <laughs> to this cake. So, aside from the Flash, apparently, for the Birds of Prey movie, Black Mask is the villain that <laughs> we're getting. <laughs> That's cool. I think it's really interesting. So this is coming from the rap and they have a paragraph pretty much about the black mask, which says black mask is the criminal alias of Roman Sionis who murdered his wealthy status obsessed parents to take control of the family corporation, then lost everything when he proved to be a terrible businessman seeking revenge on the people he blamed for his own failure, particularly Bruce Wayne and Wayne enterprises. He returns hidden behind an ebony black mask as the head of a gang called the False Face Society. So, Wasn't I think, he in another thing called... The, I thought it was the Secret Society of Supervillains. No. No, he wasn't. I don't think he, he was, was in that. Was he in the Secret Society of Supervillains? Is that even a thing at DC? Let's look at it. Like the League of Villains or... Like yeah, know, it's like the, I read it somewhere. He was in the society, like it's just named the Society Secret, Secret society, society of Supervillains. Yeah. yeah so so he was in supervillains appearing in American oh, yeah. comics published yeah, by he's yeah. the Paul Spacers, right? Yeah, that's a thing. I I think this is like a like a good villain to have for this type of movie. Um I feel like honestly he could have been a good villain for a movie like Suicide Squad, where mm-hmm. you know, instead of having it be like the entire world is going to end if you don't, you know, accomplish your mission. It's more like street level crimes. He's, he's the head of a gangster organization. Uh, I think it would be exciting to see how he plays off with the characters of birds of prey, all of these um, characters that don't usually get the limelight in, in the mass media like this. Yeah. And I think it's definitely what you're saying. No, I was just saying that was a good way for uh, DC to, you know, build on their base. Like, touching characters that nobody's heard of. They, they're building sort of... It's like they're, like, underhanded. Like, you know, Microsoft... Uh, Microsoft oh, my Jesus Christ. <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> Marvel is, like, building, like, a base of the most famous people, you know? They're hardly touching on the ones that we don't look at. But it seems like DC has been focusing a lot on people, 
you know, characters that people don't really focus on. So I don't know what type of strategy it is, but it's like they're building a bigger universe than what Marvel has currently. I mean, well, Marvel started Marvel started out with their lower-level heroes, or the heroes that not a lot of people really knew about. And so this is kind of the angle that DC's going for. The only difference is because those lower-level heroes that Marvel started with are more popular now. Iron Man? I guess, yeah, he's, he's like A-level hero now. Because a lot of people I mean, love his movies. Before then was uh, Hulk, and he's like he's been up there. When Iron Man came out, nobody knew what it was. Like they were like, "What is this?" Only the really like I can see that. only the really mm-hmm. heavy comic book nerds knew what it was. Like yeah, because at the time Marvel didn't have the rights to many characters other than like Iron Man and Thor and the Hulk, and it's like, who are these people? Everybody knows the Hulk, but it's like, who's Thor and who's Iron Man? Exactly. Um, but now they're household names, and so DC's kind of doing that now, where they're using characters that either nobody's really heard of or characters that haven't been seen before, and they're building stories around it. And, or just extensions of their already popular characters, Batgirl, Batman. Right. And I think it's interesting because we're getting Batgirl eventually at some point. And if you want to know more about um, the Black Mask, you can play the video game Batman Arkham Origins, I think is the one yeah, he appeared in. in. You don't need to play that Origins. one for real, for real but... <laughs> <laughs> if you want to. But I think it's also going to be pretty interesting because we could get connections to Red Hood, who is part of the Bat family. I think that's going to be interesting just because they were both crime lords in their respective areas around the same time and it's pretty much connected to the under the hood storyline where jason todd comes back from the dead literally and pretty much becomes what everybody knows today as the red hood maybe it's possible we could get a red hood cameo in birds of prey but i don't know maybe i'm just reaching ahead too much yeah they did they did have that robin outfit in uh batman vs superman which i thought would lead into something like red hood uh so that would be yeah that would be a good setup but they also kind of left it there so it doesn't have to rely on red hood you know like they don't have to go back to that easter egg but it, it was more like a little yeah it was just basically an easter egg for fans to know hey look this is jason todd's outfit he's dead in this universe mm-hmm. exactly is that a theatrical yeah it was yeah in the it was in the theatrical it was just like His a very whole quick scene. There? Yes. Yeah. It was the scene where. I'm sorry, I only saw that movie once. <laughs> I mean, Clearly, you'll watch you it. Did you did not pay attention. You only saw it <laughs> once, and you're that irritated. You got to watch it at least two times. <laughs> uh, I was really irritated by the plot. This. It wasn't even like. We'll get I'm into not it. On the movie. Don't we'll, get me wrong. We'll get... Okay, I'm not hating on the movie. <laughs> this the ending irritated me. That's fair. This. Just, I just had I just had three major gripes with that movie, and they were just they weren't even that strong. I just never felt like going back. But I'll watch it again. We'll have time to revisit. We already have a schedule for the flashback films, so yeah, we could get some Red Hood stuff in Birds of Prey. But I'm not putting too much hope into it. If it happens, it happens, and I'll be excited. So in our last story, sticking along to the Gotham verse of the DC universe. Matt Reeves, who directed the previous two Planet of the Ape movies and is also the director for the upcoming Batman movie, gave some updates on it. 
And so to kind of give a backstory, there have been a lot of rumors in terms of the Batman movie. And I think it's only because of the backlash of Batman v Superman, but also the critical disappointment in Justice League that kind of set it so far back. And so there have been a lot of like rumors as far as like Ben Affleck leaving, Matt Reeves getting rid of Ben Affleck, replacing him with another actor to play Batman, things like that. And there was another rumor recently that came out that said the Batman movie was going to be somewhat of an adaptation of Batman Year One, which would place the movie as a prequel and not a sequel, like furthering the story of the DC Universe. But oh, my main thing, I guess, with this and the whole Batman thing is that was people should probably just not focus on this as much because it's just going to just create rumors after rumor after rumor. You might as well just focus on something else. And exactly. Play for it. I understand if Batman is your your main guy, but this doesn't look like it's going anywhere at the moment. So exactly, probably best for people to not, you know, stay invested on this. So just create so many rumors that you end up disappointing yourself when the actual details come out. I see a lot of people do that. Um, so just, you know, trickle in. Anything happen? Trickle out. Exactly. And what did he even say? He said we're not we're not doing any origin tales or anything like that, but definitely. Um, Batman, emotional to him being the world's greatest detective, you know. Yeah. I heard that before. And so that's pretty that's pretty much the angle that they're taking with the movie. As far as Matt Reeves has said, he also said that the movie's gonna be more noir driven, in which Batman is investigating a particular case that takes us out into the world of Gotham. That I can get behind. That's nice. That's that's the kind of Batman story I like. I like when Batman's more of the detective instead of like the you know the stiff fighter yeah like i like him when he's more analytical like that's the type of batman i like that's probably why i like tim drake because to me tim drake is the more analytical side of bruce i think that's going to be really interesting the more analytical side it's like how people respond to like sherlock and stuff like that like a lot of people forget you know batman is like he's uh i'm sorry i'm distracted (laughs) batman he's he's cool yeah he can fight crime yeah, he's scary, but where's his smart side? He's smart as shit. Well, not shit, but he's smart. You know, he got the whole, he got the money, he got the back cave, he got the, I mean, deduce. Like, if you see him in the games, like all the Arkham games, he's like, literally, you spend your whole time playing this mini game, reconstructing a crime scene. Like, you don't see any of that in the movies, really. You just see him, oh my God, we got to stop that barrel from exploding in 30 seconds. Him driving a Batmobile, very vigorously, might I add, destroying people, maybe killing people. But that's another story. You know, driving through the city and stuff like that. And then, like, getting to his destination, stopping the bomb, getting out of time, finding some bad guys running away. He didn't have to solve anything for that. Batman is a detective. Exactly. He comes to conclusions, not beat first, ask questions later, screaming, where is she? <laughs> have y'all heard that on a Dolby installed in system? No. no. Your ears. Gone. <laughs> Uh, so Matt Reeves also gave an update as far as Ben Affleck he says that he's still attached to the project in some capacity but it's too early to really give any further updates on that so it's not confirmation that he's still playing the Batman but it's not confirmation that he's not pretty much it's too early it's too early again it's too early to really talk about it and so also too early people need to be quiet and just let it be in its production. Let DC do them. 
Yeah. Not as fast. In terms of Robin, we didn't get any confirmation that we'll see Robin in the movie, but Matt Reeves was kind of on a hush-hush. And so it could be possible that we see at least some form of Robin in the movie coming up. And I'm I think... Cool with, like, they be asking me questions. Jamal, is Robin in the film? Nah, next. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think if all goes well and they finish everything, They'll probably have a production start date of sometime in 2019, like maybe around summer. And so next year, we would have Birds of Prey, Flash, and Batman in production. So those will probably be the 2020 movies that come out. And then Supergirl's also in development. We might get Man of Steel in development at some point. We still... Everything's in development. Everything's in development. There's a, there's a lot of DC movies, but at least we have some traction now. Yeah. I just need a big-ass calendar and just put stuff on it. Because there's, like, a lot of stuff coming out amongst games and movies and TV shows. Lord. Doesn't something come out this weekend? It's secure. Yeah, on Sunday. <laughs> there's so much coming out. August is the month. Vanity Care is like a half hour show. Like, it's not going to be that bad. <laughs> How many episodes, though? Probably eight. Yeah, but they release it like every week. It's not like Netflix. They drop all the episodes at once. It's right. Just, yeah. I have to sit through and wait for this stuff. Do I yeah. wait for it to finish and then binge? I'm spoiled like Josiah. I need all my shit at once. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. I sound like a drug addict. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so There's just a addiction. lot of stuff happening. Superheroes are definitely taking over the media. It's a good time to be a nerd. That's for sure. Oscar, did you have any? Oh, it's been a good time to be a nerd. On the Batman. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I mean, at this point, it's like everything's still too early to tell. I I'm actually more excited for other movies than mm. for the Batman. I'm not really begging for another Batman movie. Birds of Prey is catching my eye. You know, The Flash would even be more interesting than this. Right now, I just want to focus on the movies that are coming out this year, like Aquaman, like I can just and Shazam. Yeah, or yeah that they're like out? right there. Yeah, next year. Get excited for something like Aquaman because it's happening within the time frame. Yeah, like, <laughs> talking about yeah, uh, we're working on the Green Lantern film, but we're going to start production <laughs> in twenty thirty. It's yeah. all very vague. Twenty thirty? Talking, just give me like close dates. Let's let's talk about the Aquaman's coming out. But I'm glad DC. Is in it. They in the game now, and they time to get serious. Make Marvel scared. Scare Marvel. Competition they be, makes for better. They think they, they think they can't be touched right now. Show them what's up. I'm with it. DC, Washington DC. Let me stop. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty much the breakdown of the news from the last few weeks. Uh, there's really nothing else to touch on yet. Insecures this week. This weekend, so we'll probably just watch that. I'm getting ready for Spider-Man PS4. I don't know. There's really nothing else to really touch on. <laughs> Come on again. September seventh. So in about three weeks. Oh, and in exactly okay. a month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's exactly a month. That game, I swear. Also, little game review. If you like Metroid video games, my listeners out there, uh, Chef Jamal will recommend Dead Cells. Dead Cells is a very quirky yeah. game. Did he want to really eat nice Dead game. Cells? Why would you recommend Sorry? that? Did he want to eat Dead Cells? Why would you recommend that? Wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. You come up on my plate like that. 
That's what oh, all non-vegetarian food is, Listen, right? Right, right, in, right in front of my salad. Delicious. I'm telling you, you want to pick it up with a fork, put some sauce on it. You don't need a DLC. Flat $20. Pick it up today on PS4 or Xbox, I think. Who cares about that, though? And the Wii. Who cares about that? Not the Wii. Not the Wii. Dead Cells is a good game. It's quirky. It has a good uh, uh, script. You know, the characters are lovable. And the the level, like, reshapes every time you die. Hmm. And there's also, they also have timed doors. So, you know, just, you know, re- your regular Metroid game and stuff. So, just go check it out. That's my that's my game recommendation. Check sure. it out. Well, okay. say this was recorded in the middle of the week. So, if any other news comes out, yikes. The restaurant is closed. We'll reopen in the morning. We open after lunch. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I guess there's nothing really else to talk about. So if you guys want to plug your socials. Oh, sorry. This is Maul. My social, again, is Awkward King, AK. And I'm also here with This is Oscar You can find me on Twitter at OPMI1 O-P-I-M-I-1 And this is Saya You can find me at SayaJ underscore Andre You can also find our podcast At NerdSpicePod on Twitter And we're also available On different platforms We're available on iTunes, Google Play Stitcher, TuneIn Castbox, Blueberry, there are a lot of places, but you can definitely or find those links. You listen to podcasts. Yeah, you can definitely find those links on Twitter. And this thanks is for us. adding our spice to your life. Ooh. We appreciate it. Yeah, we hope you come back. I like that. Well, what? be sure to grab your coats and your hats on the way out. If you don't, we will pickpocket. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna pill pocket. I steal your whole coat. I go all in. Right. <laughs> eBay. <laughs> eBay. We don't do eBay here. We do Craigslist. Shady on me. <laughs> oh my goodness. We'll catch you guys in the next one. See you later. See you later. Bye.